as many races as possible, that, that could be your goal. All right, we'll talk about that. That's a different, that's a different conversation. But there, there is a too many. There is a too many. When your recovery isn't where it needs to be, when you're getting stressed looking at your training calendar and saying, I've got so many races, I have to miss my friend's wedding because I have to be at a destination race that I forgot I signed up for. That's a problem. Or, or you've got two races at the same time. Or in the next back to back. That's that's there are there is a thing that's too much, and your body needs to recover from that. So here's the question: How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, Healthy Runners, have you been listening to this podcast for a while and have been implementing the strategies we talk about on a weekly basis? If so, Kudos to you for taking action because we all know those that are successful are those that take action. However, I do talk to many of you runners and you guys are trying to implement the strategies. Maybe you've seen some exercises on my Spark Your Training YouTube channel, but you're just not sure if that is exactly what you should be doing depending upon your situation. So if you're looking for clarity and focus in order to be able to collapse time so you don't have to figure it out all by yourself. That is exactly what we take care of with our team of experts in our one-on-one personalized run coaching program to get you stronger and faster so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. What do you get when you sign up for the Healthy Runner Coaching Program? You get 16 weeks of one-to-one run and strength training, coaching, and accountability. You get strategic one-on-one deep dive coaching on a monthly basis. You get focused feedback on your training on a weekly basis. You get the strength program for running resource library and you get lifetime access to that. You also get an online personalized structured run and strength plan. You get a community of like-minded runners and then access to our trusted healthy runner coaching team made up of certified run coaches, a physical therapist, a registered dietitian, and personal trainers and fitness instructors. If you are interested in seeing if you are a good fit to work with myself or anyone on our team, then just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Check out the behind the scenes video tour of the program and hear from runners just like you who have been through our program before. We would love to provide you the clarity on what you should be focusing on in your training, whether it is getting stronger with strength training, the specific types of runs you should be doing, or the nutrition you should be fueling your body with for those runs. If you're ready to get the support and accountability you need to take action and put the work in, then I would love to hop on a call with you to see if you're a good fit for a one-on-one healthy runner coaching program. Just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching and get signed up for your enrollment strategy call with me today. Before we get into this episode, if you are recovering from an injury and you want to make sure you are maximizing your nutrition to become a healthy runner, you'll want to check out Heal from the Amino Company. 
Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Heal and how it can help you with your injuries and overall recovery. Or you can check out the research yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. All right, what is going on? Welcome everyone and thank you for tuning in to episode 109 on the Healthy Runner podcast where we help you get stronger, run faster and become a lifelong injury-free runner. And today I have our very own healthy runner coach with us today to share a value-packed episode on how to plan your annual race calendar. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, Coach LaToya. I'm excited. I always love to, to get a chance to talk shop with you. And it's always fun to, to see how many people get something out of these these podcasts and these live events that we do. That's why it's so important. I'm so happy to help everybody. Yeah, no, this is going to be good. And this is going to be for you if you are someone who gets race happy and signs up for a bunch of races when you see your friends signing up or you know your inbox gets flooded with all these races and you're like, oh, this one sounds good. This one sounds good. Let me sign up here, sign up here. Um, and then you either regret signing up for so many because either you don't have the time to train properly or you get disappointed with the results because you didn't hit your goal or worse case scenario is you wind up getting injured because you ran too many races. And this is something we see a lot. And this is very common. So Coach Latoya and I wanted to um, do an episode on this topic. Um, if, you know, how do we plan our race calendar? It is, believe it or not, right now at the time of this recording is the last day of January. So we are early in the year here in 2022. So no matter what year you are listening to this podcast episode, this will be very important as you start to plan out your 12 month calendar and plan out your race calendar. Um, especially if you are the type of person that you know, you are afraid of getting a little FOMO, right? So you have that fear of missing out if you don't do the race or the local race or the fun race or the race you've always done every single year. But remember, our running goals change each and every year. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, in this episode, Coach Latoya is going to talk about best recommendations and approach for planning your annual race calendar. She's going to talk about how many races you should actually run in a year. How many races is too many races? Um, how much time do you have between running races? How much time should you allow? Um, and then what if you don't plan on racing competitively? Do you still have to plan your year out in advance? And then how do we get over a little FOMO, right? So we're going to get into all of that today. But before we do that, Coach Latoya, let's catch up with you um, for our new members in our community. Um, you know, do you mind just sharing kind of who you are and what do you do? All right. So hi, guys. I am a lover of running, a very busy mom. I am a run coach. I am a personal trainer. I am a long and middle distance race runner. I love to run for hours. Just set me out there and let me go. And I've had the privilege of coaching several, several people through uh, their first full marathon, half marathons and shorter races. And it just makes me happy. I like to do that. Um, 
I just love to see people shine and see them cross that finish line strong. Um, I, when we last left off, was talking about the taper for the Hartford Bull. That was my second full marathon, and there was quite a distance between them. I did it. I did it. I did it. And I'm so happy I did. I can't wait to do another one. And I'm going to take all that knowledge I had from the last one, and I'm going to push it into the next one because we're always learning. We're taking what we have in the field on, on the course and we're bringing it back into the next races. And that's important to do. Um, and I did it. So I've got some new strategies. I've got some new thought processes and I'm ready for another 26.2. Yeah. Oh boy. So you're telling me you actually implemented what we talked about back in, I couldn't believe this when I looked and I was, uh, you know, writing this up for today. And I was like, okay, when was the last episode we did? It was the tapering episode. It was super important. I shared it with so many runners that I know. I was like, oh, you're running a race? Oh, listen to this episode. Coach Latoya really shared how to properly taper. And, you know, I got some great feedback and comments. It actually got a lot of, of listens on the podcast. And so you implemented that. And I was there cheering you on as you were running through the arch in Hartford. Um, I absolutely loved it. You crushed that marathon, your first one. And what was it like 14, uh, 11 years? How long was the last marathon you did? 2010. 2010. Yeah. 2010. That was, so it was 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. There's 11 years. So that was super exciting. Uh, yeah. We're so proud of you for accomplishing that. And yeah, we're so proud of all the athletes that you coached uh, this past fall for their marathons. Um, you know, just thinking about like first marathons and, you know, Amber, who you coached and, Whoa, you know, Josie, yeah. who uh, ran New York City and um, all the folks that you're working with for the half marathon distance. Um, yeah, it was it was a very good fall. Um, yeah, you helped a lot of uh, runners in our community out. So thank you for all you do um, for a healthy runner community. Absolutely, absolutely. And, how, and, they, and they do stuff for me too. It gives back. It's a give and take. Which I, I love that. I actually happened to run part of um, the Hartford race together with Amber. How cool was that? That was, it just helped push me through. It powered me through. And she did a phenomenal job finishing that. And I didn't get to run in New York with Josie, but Josie did a great job. And there were so many others just right there on the course that I could run my race and see them towards their goal, towards their goal. It was, it was a great day. It was a great moment. So yeah, looking forward to more of those. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, so as far as your, you know, running goes personally, how's that been going during kind of the quote unquote off season where this base training uh, phase, how's that been going? I'm going to be honest, life happens. My, my base training is just that it's base training. I'm taking this season and I'm focusing on what's important. Running is, is, is that for me. So are some other things in my life, but it hasn't gone away completely. It's there and it's happening. And I think that's important that we all grasp seasons of running. You can have an on season, a peak season, you're going and that is your focus. And then there's some downtime where some things that fell back out can go back in or they have to come back in. And I have to say, if I didn't have running, some of the things that are happening in my life right now would make me a little edgy. It's really comforting to have that, that double edge. I'm helping myself twice, keep my base going for the season that's coming ahead and keep me sane, we'll call it, through all the things that are going on in my life. So that's where we're at. 
Yeah, no, I think anyone who follows you on social media, um, you know, we can definitely say that we, we appreciate um, your honesty, your transparency, and, you know, you being real, because, you know, this, these past three months or so, I would say, you know, you've had a lot, a lot of personal hardships that you've had to kind of overcome and, you know, seeing you get those runs in, no matter how late they are, <laughs> some of your runs are ridiculously late. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm at like 4am, 5am. You're, you're at like 11pm. And uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, you like so many that are listening to this right now, you know, we definitely see the mental benefits um, of why we run and I just love that, you know, you share that and it might not be perfect. It might not be as planned. Um, but like you said, there's different seasons. And I think that speaks to, you know, what I talked about in episode 50 for training cycles of running, what we just talked about in episode 105 on base training and, you know, how we approach things. And if you are a runner, again, just to reiterate that you are doing the same type of training, you're running the same paces, the same number of days a week, the same distances, the same miles all year round. Um, those are the runners that either are going to wind up getting injured or um, not excelling in your goals of getting faster as a runner. Like most of us want to get faster, right. Or get, you know, uh, you know, shave some time off of our race times. And so thank you for all that you are sharing and, you know, for being real with us that, you know, it's not perfect and, um, you're human, just like we all are. And we all go through those struggles together and, uh, you know, we keep moving forward, right? Putting one foot in front of the other, doing the best we can and having a little grace along the way. Um, give yourself grace. Everybody give yourself the grace to go through your ins and outs of life and know that because you give yourself the ins and outs, you'll always have this to come back to because if you ride it too hard, then you injure yourself and you have nothing to keep you floating along just fine. So yeah, shout out to Knox gear for keeping me safe during my <laughs> 11 o'clock runs. And, and it absolutely, I look like a Christmas tree flashing down the street, but it keeps me safe. <laughs> oh man. No, that's awesome. And thanks for your uh, catching up. By the way, are you, are you liking the new uh, swag here? If you noticed a little I spark healthy runner. Noticed. First, yes, yes. first time with that. I just got this actually. I'm actually heading out to San Antonio tomorrow for our national conference. So I'm super excited about that. Um, this is the first time uh, in two years now. So the last time we had our national conference was in Denver in 2020. And who would have thought that three weeks after that conference, literally the world would change <laughs> probably forever now. Um, but it, it was... Uh, it was a, the last conference was, you know, it was a good, I did a educational session. I did a poster presentation with my research. And so this would be fun to get out to conference uh, for the first time and figured I had to rep a little uh, spark healthy runner. And we are actually, I signed up for a pre-conference course, which is a full day of running knowledge. So I'm going to be like a kid in the candy store. Um, it is not just like running injuries and, uh, evaluation treatment stuff. It's actually about, you know, running nutrition, like everything we pretty much talk about on this podcast, uh, strength training for runners, uh, training errors. So like all these other topics that, you know, we 
kind of uh, talk about on this podcast and within our coaching community. So I'm going to be like just learning, soaking it up for like a full day and just getting to, you know, network and interact with a bunch of other uh, running professionals that uh, just love what, you know, we all do. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. And hopefully the weather will be a little bit warmer. I think it's supposed to be warmer tomorrow, but then apparently they're getting like this cold front. So how do you know if it's going to be much different than Connecticut by the end of the week? It's going to be like 20s, 30s. I'm like, really? That's balmy compared to what you were running in the other day. So you can that handle that. I can't wait to hear all the knowledge you've got to, to share with us from that because it does, it pumps you up. It just reinvigorates you when you continue to learn yeah. it and get new things. You want to share it with everybody. So, boo. Absolutely. Just like we preach lifelong running, like lifelong learning, right? We can always learn more and we can always uh, improve. So I'm looking forward to that. So for those of you that follow me on social media, don't worry, I, I will I will be posting some uh, runs in San Antonio, some new sites, some runs at the Alamo. Um, so be, be on the lookout for that. All right. So let's get into today's topic of kind of planning our race calendar. Um, so how, um, do you recommend, you know, your runners kind of approach, you know, when we're working with our clients, you know, how, how should they approach planning their annual race calendar? I, I always have this back to the future approach that you've got to go back in order to go forward. So let's look at what worked last year, what didn't work and know what you don't want. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to be injured. I don't want to be broke because that happens really fast with those race fees, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah, it happens fast. So I think it's important for everybody to stop, do your year and reflect. What did you like? What didn't you like? What do you want differently? And then move forward into the next, the year ahead and say, this is what I want. I want more competitive races. I want that one target race and then work backwards, put it on the calendar and then let's work backwards. Because if we put it on the calendar and we just forget it's there, we're going to add more races to it. We're going to get to that end goal and we're going to forget we didn't train properly or we're going to be too stressed. So it's important to start with, go back to the future, go back, back, back in order to have a better future. You've got to reflect with wow. your calendar. Yeah. I think that might be the first back to the future reference. I'm thinking like Marty McFly and Doc. Uh such a great movie. <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> um so looking back, reflecting on what worked, what didn't work, and then how to plan um kind of in the upcoming year. All right. And I like that. I um kind of talking about like almost planning your year in reverse essentially, right? Absolutely. Okay. Reverse, 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 awesome. because you can easily forget what you want ahead if you don't put it out there and things add up. And before you know it, there goes that full marathon. I was going to totally make my peak race and the one I was going to train for, but I added all these other 10 Ks and five Ks. And now, now I'm in trouble because my training is not where it needs to be, or I don't have enough time in between. Yeah. It really less stress equates better running, better mental health, better muscles. It just all works together. So figure out what races are important to you. And there are, there are some races that are personal to you. Um, there are some races that are tradition and you're going to do them come every day, every year, this race comes, this is what you're running and that's okay. 
But if you've got this big race ahead of the game, that has to be first before that traditions run, the one you do all the time. You've got to have your priorities right, again, or you're going to find yourself stressed. And you don't want to do that. Stress is not good for the body. It's not good for running. Mm -mm. Absolutely. So prioritize on what, um, you know, what that race really is that you want to do. And yeah, I think you bring up a good point as far as like, you know, what race is most meaningful to you. So I know a lot of us um, may run for a race for a cause, right? And you might do some fundraising for a special cause, or you might run a race in honor of someone, right? Or, you know, there might be that, again, like traditional race, like you said, I know some people here in Connecticut, like traditional races is like that New Haven road race, you know, the diehards like love the 20 K they're like, no, I'm not going to run the half marathon. It's not traditional. Like I've been running the 20 K for the last 20, you know, something years. Um, but yeah, there's definitely those races. And I feel like the Manchester, uh, you know, Thanksgiving race as well is, is another local one. That's like tradition where people are like, I have to do this every single year. Um, but how many races, you know, should you run in a year? You know, how many is too many? That's a great question. So that all has to do with your goals. Is your goal to run faster? Is your goal to run as many races as possible? That that could be your goal. All right, we'll talk about that. That's a different, that's a different conversation. But there, there is a too many. There is a too many. When your recovery isn't where it needs to be, when you're getting stressed looking at your training calendar and saying, I've got so many races, I have to miss my friend's wedding because I have to be at a destination race that I forgot I signed up for. That's a problem. Or, or you've got two races at the same time or in the next back to back. That's that's there are, there is a thing that's too much and your body needs to recover from that. Again, there's so many ways to get around participating in the wrong community. And it's not just strapping on your sneakers to run. That, that's where that FOMO comes in. We can talk about that later, but you want to look at your, your, your race calendar, your priorities. One or two races might be for you. Are you that elite? Are you looking to get to that fast level? If you're looking for a Boston qualifying marathon, then you're not going to jam pack your calendar. You're going to have some targeted races and it may actually be out a little further than that one calendar year, but either way, it'll be targeted for your runs. And you might have a full marathon where you're going to throw in a half marathon or maybe a 10K, but they're all going to happen in different time cycles. So you're not going to do your full marathon, your half marathon, and your 10K all in a, a short time. That there, there's, there's tune-up races. You could do that. that. That's part of the training plan. But you're not going to have that if your whole goal is that one key race. So find that number that works for you. One key race, make it your A race, and then let's talk backwards about the B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, maybe not. It's too many, right? We're going to come with a whole alphabet worth of races. Um, I don't know if there's enough time and, and, and quality recovery for that, but pick that one race and then let's spread out in the training cycle that season one of those races as, as a tune-up, as a primer to help get you ready, race ready, we'll call it, for that longer race. Or during a certain cycle, you can have one or two races and then three or four at the end, when you're in your, your you're not anywhere near that. You, you can have that fun run because it's not going to affect your big goal. So again, you have to have your priorities. You have to reflect and say, what do I want this year? I want to run faster. 
Too many races is not going to help you get to it. It's not going to help you get there. Too few races is easy, but you need a couple on your calendar to get you there. So prioritize. Prioritize. What do you want? Yeah. So what I heard, there's so much value that you just shared there. So just to see if I'm understanding you correctly. And um, I really like that you talked about kind of your A race and like picking one, like really goal race. And that being the one that you absolutely want to hit your goal, whether it is running this first marathon or this first half marathon, right? Or like distance wise, or, you know, this is the one that I am like, putting every, all the eggs in, you know, one basket. And I want to try to go for a PR or a PB, right. Uh, depending upon where you are in the world, listening to this, right. You want to go for that, that personal best and, you know, having that a race, I think is important. Then the other thing that I heard that I think you, you said it quickly, I think it, many people might've missed it, how you talked about, you know, maybe doing a, like you kind of give the example of a marathon and maybe doing a half marathon on the way, and a 5k or a 10k. And I think your your goals there of what you're talking about is kind of getting used to racing and and practicing racing, right? And and you're doing it leading up to gain confidence to maybe, you know, once you get to the half marathon distance, you're practicing your fueling strategies, you're practicing, you know, your hydration strategies, you're actually practicing running around people again, especially if people haven't done, you know, many races since COVID. And I remember, you know, all of our athletes last year, like, it was like, oh, you forgot how to take water again and like actually pinch the cup and get over to the side without getting trampled. And, you know, just practicing those little things and even just your race prep and getting there and getting to the start line and going to the porta potty, all that kind of race day stuff that happens. Um, so it, it's not a matter of, you know, trying to run those and, and your goal is to get a PR and a 5k or a PR and a half marathon that may happen. Right. But it's not your intended goal. And because you have this a race, that is your main goal. And I would say, you know, generally speaking for most of us, um, and for most runners, you know, if you are a marathon runner and you tend to do marathons, like that's your jam, that's your distance, you know, usually we recommend really no more than two marathons a year. Um, and if you're doing the half marathon distance, like you're like me, I consider myself a half marathoner, you know, really three per year. Um, and it, it really kind of gets to kind of the next question I have for you, um, and the reason why there is that many per year is like, how much time do you have to take between running races? You know, can you go back to back? Like what, how much time, you know, should we be taking in between races? So generally speaking, and there's so much that they're just, well, the general we'll use the half marathon, cause that is, that is my sweet spot. That's where I just love to, it fits in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Three months, that's right. <laughs> you want to leave about 12 weeks of training cycles worth in between. So you've got some downtime. You're not going to run a half on Sunday, ideally. And then a month from later, now go run another half. Something's, one of them is not going to be a, a, what you've expected to be, your recovery. I like to see at least, at least, if this is a target race, three months in between. That's, that's one a season. You really want to think about that one in the fall, one in the spring, one in the summer or the winter, however you, you like to run, whatever your, your weather is, but 
it's not, it's important to leave that spacing because after you run your body so hard, you've got to recover. You have to let your body replenish itself so you can come back strong for the next season. Does that mean you can't run a 5K? No, of course you can run a 5K, you can run a 10K, but your, your distance and your pacing make a huge difference. I have a friend with us. Oh, look at that. Who is that? That is Iliano. And if we don't, he's going to bark and then we're all going to have to. <laughs> he is so cute. Iliano has never made an appearance on the podcast yet. So this is the first. We've seen Logan before on the podcast. <laughs> I keep it real. We got dogs. We got a, We got a 10 year old in the other room. Trying really quiet. He's doing a good job. Running <laughs> is real. Life is real. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the points that I think you made, I guess, actually going back to your first point, um, I also like that you added in that you can do races, more of fun races after that goal race, right? And that's what we tend to do here in the Northeast. It's like everyone's got their goal race in October. It's like the sweet spot and the most popular time for half marathons and marathons. And then November and December, it's kind of like you got some fun turkey trots. You got some fun Christmas um, runs, you know, themed runs out there. You get a lot of people in Santa costumes and turkey costumes. I don't know who would ever run in a turkey costume. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, th those I think are totally fine. And, you know, the other point that you just mentioned that I, I think is very important for everyone to remember is, you know, the races that you're running, um, for those that run a lot of races, uh, you just need to ask yourself, are you running at race effort? And if the answer is yes, then that could easily lead to overtraining uh, because race effort is a lot harder than your hardest workout that you will run during the week, no matter how hard you train, meaning you're doing the hardest speed work session ever possible. Your race effort is still going to be harder on your cardiovascular system, harder on your muscles, your tendons, your bones. And that's when we tend to see people starting to break down and their body is not able to handle it. And it's not because of your running shoes. It's not because you're just getting too old for racing. It is because of training errors, right? And running at this race pace too frequently where your body actually hasn't recovered enough from the last race effort um, that you gave. And that's really the biggest, I think, um, error that I see with a lot of runners. And that's usually my first question when someone has, you know, one of the things that we have for all of our clients, we ask, we have them fill out a detailed intake form. Um, so there's probably like 20 questions on there because we want to learn a lot of data. We synthesize that data in designing someone's plan after we interview them and ask more follow-up questions. And all of that information you know, goes into our decision-making process on how to build someone's run plan versus just, hey, here's a half marathon plan. Um, so that being said, sometimes we have clients that write, you know, we, one of the questions is, do you have any upcoming races? When are they? And sometimes I'll have clients write down like five to 10 races in like the 16 week training block that we're working together. And so then we have that conversation and usually I'm asking them saying, okay, I see you have a lot of these races here. 
uh, my question to you is, are you racing these or are you going out for a training run? Are you okay doing these as like a long run and going at your easy pace? Some people cannot do that. Um, I'm one of them. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never, ever run a race easy pace. <laughs> um, I, I ran the closest I came was running the turkey trout with my daughter this past Thanksgiving day. Um, it was more at like my tempo pace. Um, and I was, you know, pacing her and, you know, getting her to get a low PR in her 5k, but I've never literally run a race where I was like waving to people, like chatting it up. And, um, I just, for me, I'm a little competitive where if I'm going to sign up for a race, I'm going to pay money. Like I want to test my fitness and see how well I can do. And sometimes it's most oftentimes it's not a PR, right? It's not a fast race, but I know that I gave a 10 out of 10 effort and I walk away saying, all right, Dwayne, you didn't go as fast as you had liked, but did you give full effort? Yes, I did. And I could be proud of that, right? So I'm that type of person, um, but you guys need to think about, are you that type of person? Or are you totally okay with signing up for races and making them easy? And I think that's a key distinction here, right? Would you agree, coach? Absolutely. You've got to know yourself and you've got to be able to, to work that discipline into the big goal. So you've signed up, you've already committed, you've got the five races on the calendar, do the races. But we, I, I know I would coach my athletes. We're going to have a really, really honest conversation about how you're going to run that race. It has to be part of the, um, the big picture. It has to be. Uh, otherwise, you're not remembering where you want to be. You're not looking far enough ahead to that goal. And I have had problems with discipline during a race. I have. And I know that I've taken that into my runs the next week or moving forward and said, ah, I did that too far. I overdid it. And sometimes you have to learn kinesthetically. You have to learn by doing, but unfortunately there was never an injury, but you have to have that discipline and know what you really want. You want to run for fun, then that's what you do. If you want to run for training, then that's what you're going to do. You have to go into the race. And that's part of the getting your mind right for race day for the big picture is practicing. If you are committed to these smaller races, these other races, getting your head right. And, and you're not going to hang out maybe too much before the race. You're going to get your head right and say, I am going to run. This is my, this is my RPE for this race. I'm not going to go past this, this effort. I'm not going to go past this time. And then it's the delicate way to get a win-win situation out of those, those crazy uh, five races already before you're in a 16 minute block. Wow. Big picture. You're already committed. Let's make it work, but you've got to get your head right to get there, to keep yourself in the big picture frame. Yeah, you'll get right. lost if you don't. And just setting the proper expectations, right? I think about a couple of folks um, who are in our program, you know, last year, and we're running a lot of races. And I think some of the, sometimes you can feel disappointed, right? If you don't meet your goal and if you don't continue to get a PR each time, like every single race, and, you know, just having the right expectations. And if you've already paid for the race, yeah, I am not about wasting money whatsoever, but I tell my clients, I'm like, listen, like our goal is here. Your A race is, you know, two months away still. 
So this is going to be a little tune-up or sometimes people will do like the weekend before, two weekends before they got these, you know, two half marathons within like a couple weekends. And I say, you have to tell me like, which one is your goal race? Cause that's the one we're going with. And if you say it's the second one, I'm going to make sure that first one, you better be running that as yeah. a training run and not as a race. <laughs> so just, you know, setting those expectations and having realistic, you know, expectations of like what your goal is and don't expect to run a fast time. And, you know, cause you don't want to try to run fast for both. And then you're actually disappointed for both, <laughs> right? Wouldn't you rather be really happy about one and, you know, because you set your sights on that, you know, one race. Absolutely. Begin the race with the end in mind. What do I want to feel? What is, what am I expecting when I cross that finish line to feel tired and exhausted? No, to feel like I've just executed my long run for the day or my tempo run. That's begin with the end in mind. And then you've got a clear picture and you can get the head right to start and finish the race where you want to be so much easier. We all know one of the most frustrating parts about running is suffering an injury and bouncing back from that injury. We all know how important it is to get a proper diagnosis, properly load the tissue with specific strengthening exercises, incorporate mobility, and strengthen your surrounding run-specific muscles if you have listened to any of the running injury episodes on this podcast. An often neglected aspect of injury recovery and becoming a lifelong injury-free healthy runner is the nutritional component. For injuries to properly heal and allow your body to recover faster, you must supply your body with the nutrients it needs to accelerate muscle repair, and that is what the Amino Company's product Heal does better than any other product I have seen on the market as a physical therapist who works with a lot of runners struggling with recurring injuries. Heal is designed to reduce recovery times and improve physical function after injuries by accelerating muscle repair while helping maintain a healthy inflammatory response. In fact, a recent clinical trial compared HEAL with high-quality whey protein. The net balance between whole-body protein synthesis and breakdown was measured, and the response was that HEAL was found to be at least three times larger than that of whey protein on a gram-for-gram basis. Heal was shown to both reduce muscle protein breakdown and increase muscle protein synthesis. So let's break down the results of this clinical trial in a way we can understand. Participants basically had less muscle breakdown and faster muscle repair using Heal. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage while recovering from that stubborn IT band syndrome, Achilles, hamstring, or posterior tibial tendonitis, or even recovering from your daily training if you are healthy. I highly recommend you give Heal a try. I recommend it to all my athletes coming back from injury or those that are struggling to recover after hard workouts that I put on their running calendar. We even have a special offer for you where you can save 30% off by using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to aminoco.com slash healthy runner. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash healthy runner. And use the code healthy runner at checkout to save 30%. Just to kind of recap and put a little bow tie on, on these two, uh, 
these two questions here is that if you're running the marathon, you know, we're thinking not more than two per year and, you know, allowing a good training block in between. So at minimum four months, you know, but maybe even waiting six months to like do that second marathon. And then if you're running the half marathon, you know, allowing that 12 week training block in between, um, you know, the one caveat to this, I guess I'll, I'll put a little disclaimer because I, I break these rules every year um, for half marathons is if you are seasoned half marathoner. And again, remember guys, as your running fitness grows, it's all a matter of years of experience and mileage under your legs. And have you done this before? So typically for me, I would say, you know, I will either do two half marathons in a spring or a fall, usually about six weeks apart. Um, you know, knowing that I have my base training already set and now I'm going to start this training cycle. I recover from that first one. I really allow a good down week of like complete recovery and then kind of get back into it and then build up, you know, a good couple of weeks. And then you hit that second one. And that would not be recommended for someone's first time doing half marathon training. But as you gain experience and you've done it before, then that's, you know, I think you could certainly get away with that. Again, I'm not a big fan of back-to-back -back weekends or three weekends apart. Um, even like four weeks apart, kind of tough if you think about it, because you need a week recovery, right? And then you're getting up and then how do you taper really, right? So if you're looking for performance-wise and again, you know, coming from, you know, the running physical therapist, you know, slash coach standpoint, injury prevention, and is it worth it to get injured? So then you're not able to actually do what you love consistently throughout the year, right? So you got to, you know, think about that. And really what coach Latoya is saying is be smart and think of that end goal and plan out your calendar year in a smart way and a little bit more strategically versus just jumping at that email that you see that says register now for $10 off save prices go up in two days. Right. They always get you with that one. Right. You're like, damn, I don't want to pay more. And you're like, let me sign up. And then another race comes out and you're like, Oh my goodness, I got to do this race. <laughs> my life. I look in the inbox. I'm like, Oh, $35. It's going to be 45 next week. You weren't going to do the race anyway, Latoya. What, what's the big deal? <laughs> Not, you're not losing money. Don't sign up. I agree. It's definitely a discipline and you've got to begin with the end in mind. And, and it just makes everything in life so much easier. I mean, we all want the path of least resistance when it comes to stress. So train smart helps with injury prevention, helps with stress in your life, helps with money in your pocketbook. And it just makes you a happier person, right? I think so. Indeed. And let me give a little shout out to our friends here on the Facebook Live. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here. Um, so we got some good comments here that I just want to share some feedback. Um, we got all, we got Sue here, Jean's here, uh, Coach Lou's here, um, Amanda's here, Crystal, Cheryl. Um, thank you guys for joining. Stacy. Steve says, uh, especially the Iron Man, dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. I think when you're talking about uh, cost, right? And you're planning for your races. So think, definitely think about budget and, um, you know, think about how much it is going to cost. Uh, Katya is here. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, Tanya is here. 
Um, yeah. And coach Lou says, you know, he only, uh, races one marathon and one half marathon a year. So he is a more put the eggs all in one basket for his marathon. And Hey, he's been pretty darn successful at that. Right. We talked about that, um, with coach Lou and his Boston marathon recap and, um, Hey, that's been successful. So it is good to hear from kind of people who are um, a heck of a lot faster than I am, right? And who have been successful to see, you know, what they do. Um, so for what that's worth, guys, um, yeah, uh, Coach Lou also talks about the turkey costume that I ran in in uh, Thanksgiving. That was always fun. And um, Gene says it's so hard. You have to get to the, you have to get to the back of the pack. <laughs> I've tried. Um, I think she's really talking about, uh, you know, staying slow, right. And not running too fast. I would say though, Gene, you did a great time at, uh, you did a good job of that at surf town. So I was proud of you, um, for not running that one too fast. And, um, Amanda says she feels like she's being judged. <laughs> oh, Amanda, I wasn't uh, talking about you specifically. Don't worry. Um, and Katya says she feels like she's being judged too. And uh, she says this is good timing that she's uh, seriously rethinking her plan for the year. So maybe we should talk about that next time on our call. And uh, Cheryl says it gets her every time, every time they got those discounts and it's like, hey, prices go up. Um, and Crystal says, hey, Coach Latoya, what's up? Um, yeah, so thank you guys for joining. And um, yes, uh, Gene, we are all not Shalene Flanagan's, right? Yeah, that is, yeah, that is very true. Um, <laughs> we are not. Um, we are more the mortals. So kind of, we talked about more of the, let's say really competitive runner, um, and competitive, I mean, like me, like a recreational runner who just is competitive and wants to put out a hard effort. But what about if we don't actually plan on racing competitively? Um, you know, do we need still need to plan our years out in advance? Absolutely, you do. I mean, again, short of short side of, of the stress on your 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 mental with too many races and, and how I, how to get logistically there and, and destinations, but on your body, I see so many races I want to run, and oh, if I put them all on my calendar, I would run them for fun. If I wasn't racing and I'd have a good time, and I'd say I'd wave at everybody and I'd stop at the water stops. I know me. I'm not stopping if I don't need to. I'm going to wave as I'm flying by you, in my mind, flying by. So it's important to know you've planned your, your year ahead, your, your calendar yet. You're, you're not competitive. You're going to go out and run fun. You're going to have hang out with your friends. You've got a goal. I know um, we've got in, in Connecticut here, we've got the 169 uh, Society. It's to run a race in all 169 towns. I'm part of that. I've got to run some new towns. Otherwise, I'll never meet my goal but <laughs> there are some people who who will run two a day and they do the two a day with the um the not competitiveness it's completely fun which is it's a whole different beast you can get injured that way because you're running two a day because you're running every weekend you're not running fast you're not giving yourself enough time to come down but you're having a good time. So it's really important to plan your head, plan things out. Um, give yourself some breaks in those fun runs. There's so many other ways to, to be part of the run community and not compete 
but participate and be there. So run the fun runs, give yourselves those gaps, show up in, in different ways in the run community to help them. That's where that FOMO comes in. And you'll thank yourself because the next year rolls around and you're ready to do some more because you're not injured and you still have the stamina to do it. Yeah, so give yourself some space within those fun runs, do them. Recover just like you would anything. It doesn't have to be because you're running fast, you're running, your time on your feet, on your, that's on your body, you need to come down and let that recover. So run the runs, give yourself space, take a break. <laughs> the races will be there and you can participate in different ways in the run community still and have fun. I love that. Participate as opposed to always competing. Yes. I like it. I think we need to coin, coin that phrase. Um, so then lastly, you know, how do we, how do we get over FOMO, right? FOMO. How, do, how do we get over that? Because I FOMO feel like so many so people real. sign up because they got FOMO, right? They want to be a part of it. They don't want to miss it. I, I have absolutely signed up for races because all my girls are doing it. Everybody's going to be there. So I want to be where everybody's going to be. Yeah. I shouldn't be at this race right now. I know I shouldn't be at this race, but I'm here with my peeps. So let's flip that around. FOMO, fear of missing out. You're, you want that energy. You want the happiness. You want to see people running sweaty and succeeding. I got a solution for you. It gives back to the community. Two ways, volunteer. Volunteer to be at the water stop. Volunteer to be a bystander cheering. There is so much energy and and excitement you can give back to those runners and they give it back to you watching them um, work so hard. So gather your peeps, sign up and all of you run the water station. All of you hand out the medals at the end, go to the races and cheer people on. Um, another in-depth step is to work with a, a, a cause, a charity cause. You can, you can volunteer there. There are always ways you can feel that love from the run community without hitting the pavement or crossing the finish line. And I can personally say that when I go to cheer, people I have no clue, never met some of them in my life, but I gave them the shout, the clap. It, I feel powerful. I feel like I'm part of the community. And I didn't even have to pay the $35 race fee. I'm happy. I'm thrilled. It works for me. So there's ways to give back to the community and still feel alive and pumped and powerful because you're there. You're still part of it. And that's volunteering and cheering spectators on be that spectator be the loudest one there bring on the cowbell and have a good time <laughs> love those cowbells right everyone needs a crowd to support them right oh. don't you just love when people are supporting at a race oh or you, absolutely. Or you could be like coach lou and, and just be the photographer and hook people yes. up with some really good race pictures <laughs> very good at what he does he got some great shots he does he's he's Jack of all trade, I guess that guy is. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's a master of them, the running and the photography. He is really good. Yeah, definitely yeah, he's he like is. The triple threat. I don't know what the third yes. thing is. <laughs> no, I have to ask him. That's another podcast altogether, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll ask him next time he's on the show. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, this has been very, very helpful, very insightful. Um, I really hope um, the runners that are listening to this have a little reflective moment if you have not signed up for all of your races this year. Um, and if you have, and you realize that maybe you signed up for one too many, 
then I think uh, reframing how you look at these races and, you know, maybe a couple of them, you're really looking at these kind of tune-up races for that A race or that main goal race, as opposed to you're going to race this race. Um, and, you know, think of it as a training run. And, you know, that's very common, you know, as we build up to like a half marathon or marathon distance to run a 5k, you can actually run that fast. But if you are doing speed work in your plan, that's like your substitute for a tempo run day, essentially, right? Yes, you're going a little harder effort. And depending upon the person and the goal, sometimes I'll tell them, okay, you're going to do this 5k at your tempo pace. But if you're going to do it at race pace, for a 5k, then, you know, we're taking out your interval. If you are doing two speed work sessions a week, we're taking out intervals and tempos that week. And that is your speed work for that week. And then just allowing and making sure that they have recovery in their calendar, right. And they're not running their long run the day after, because they always run their long run on Sundays. And this race was on a Saturday, right? So making sure you're smart in your training, especially if you're not working with a run coach. Um, you know, all of these variables matter. And again, these are the most common mistakes. That's why we're bringing them up that uh, we see, you know, how people get injured, how people get burnt out, how people don't hit their goals and they're disappointed. And we do not want that for you. Right. Yeah. So hopefully this uh, information was helpful for you guys. And if you are, you know, struggling in learning how to plan, um, your race calendar, or you just need some more guidance on deciding, you know, which races you should prioritize, or you, maybe you need some guidance on knowing how to actually structure your runs during the week or your strength training during your week. Um, that's exactly what we do in our healthy runner coaching program. Um, so if, you know, anything coach Latoya has said, you know, resonates with you and you're like, you know what? I really like this coach Latoya here, you know, she's a busy mom. She's juggling things. She gets it. And she's like someone, you know, that you would resonate with. Then, you know, we would love to have her help you meet your running goals and, or any of our coaches on our team. Um, you know, everyone's been on the podcast before coach Whitney, coach Kat, coach Lou, um, and Brooke, our registered dietitian who is on the uh, show two weeks ago. So that's what we do. We provide you structure, accountability, support, and really to keep you motivated so you can continue and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. And that's what we are passionate about. So if you are ready to invest in your running and your health and kind of finally put all the pieces together, then, you know, hop on a call with me. It's a low pressure call. We'll really see if you're a good fit. I'll be completely honest with you. And if you're a good fit, then we talk about what that would look like to work um, together. And if we're not a good fit, then I'm going to give you, you know, best recommendations moving forward. You can find out all about this on our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Hit the services tab, hit coaching, and then you can jump on my calendar. Um, so yeah, we are having just some honestly amazing, amazing folks in our community um, during this quote unquote off season. And they are really crushing their consistency with this base training phase. And I just love it because this is the most amount of runners that we've ever worked with during an off season. And I just love how they are getting these wins without, without the medals yet. Right. And, you know, you see so many people just get so confident and just, 
mastering the fundamentals, mastering the strength training, feeling stronger. Like I'm just thinking about like everyone who, you know, a bunch of people that we mentioned before, Amanda crushing it, Katya crushing it, right? You guys are getting stronger. You're not in pain anymore, right? You've gotten over some aches and pains that you've had and um, you're getting that confidence. So you can actually, you know, build up and, you know, crush that race. Actually, Katya's got one coming up. Uh, that she's getting ready for. So um, yeah, we're excited for her. And yeah, thank you. Any closing remarks at all, Coach Toya? I just want to say that you don't have to be rigid with your running. Like type, we're, we're runners. A lot of us are type A personality. There's some give and play. There's some, some, some pleasure should happen with your running. It doesn't have to be all rigid and all or nothing. And the other races you do, and, and don't feel like I've got too much in the calendar, I'm done. They can complement your end goal. You just have to train smart. They complement the end goal when executed properly. When your discipline is used, they will help you get to where you need to be, especially if they're already on the calendar. It's early enough where we can pull them back. As long as they complement what you're doing, you use your discipline, have the races, go have a good time, no FOMO, volunteer, Go ring some cowbell on the side, hand some water out, feel like you're giving back and you're taking at the same time. It's wonderful. This, this is definitely a good bird's eye view starting now at the beginning of the year to, so, to show how you can have your happiness with running all year, no matter what your training cycle's in. Uh, love it. Love it. And guys, again, if you've resonated with Coach Latoya and you want to hear more episodes um, and you're new to the podcast, check out episode 91. Um, she shared some great knowledge about race tapering episode 78. Um, really, really good running mindset, uh, episode, um, that we give all of our, um, coaching clients as required reading and required listening, um, to kind of get the mindset, right. And then also way back in the archives, episode 30 of how to find time to run without mom guilt. Um, so that was going way back in the beginning days. As we come up, actually, we're almost coming up on our two-year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah. We're almost coming up. I got to look at the date. It, it was some February date. I got I to gotta look at that. But that was like a random. I submitted it to Apple Podcasts. At that time, it was still called Apple iTunes. And then it just randomly got an email. It's like, you've been approved. Um, so yeah, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. And Thank you for all of you, the listeners, because honestly, two years later, I didn't even know if we'd still be doing this, but we are doing it because you're listening, because you are subscribing to the podcast on Apple podcast, you're following it on Spotify, you're dropping your stars. If you know, you're, you've enjoyed anything. We always just say, drop a quick rating and review, give us stars. It just helps more runners, um, get this information. And we're all looking to do the same thing here. We are all just looking to keep running and we are passionate about sharing information on how we can do that. Right. So it can, you know, bring that fulfillment to our lives that we know running does from a physical, mental standpoint and makes us better humans. So thank you all for listening. Um, whether you listen on the podcast, the Healthy Runner Facebook group, the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And as always, let's stay active, let's stay healthy, and let's just keep on running. Until next time, guys. Bye. Yeah.
Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, much of what you heard on this episode is delivered live within our Healthy Runner free Facebook group. So head over to there to request to join our community in which you will have access to the video version of this episode and so many bonus features, including blog article references and YouTube video links, as well as me answering your specific running related questions. Also, we are closing in on 50 reviews on iTunes, which I am super pumped about given we're only six months into this podcast journey together. So to help me get there, the first thing you need to do is you have to subscribe to the sucker, whether it is Apple iTunes that you're listening to this or whatever platform you are on. The next thing is make sure you leave a review. I love to hear what you have to say, and I read all of them, and it means a lot to me. The last thing, guys, is take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it on your stories on Instagram and tag me. That's at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I will repost it so you'll get a bump, I'll get a bump, and most importantly, we will share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them be healthy and stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. Let's try and get to 50 reviews on the podcast. Thanks for listening.